Welcome to Marine Lines, a podcast about Mumbai's hidden worlds from the suburbs to the sea. I'm Raghu Karnad. Whenever I'm in Bombay, I spend as much time as I can looking at the sea. It's what everyone does, of course. Mumbai goes out to the shoreline for the sunset and the sea breeze. And if you're fortunate enough, you aspire to live with a view of the sea. But one magical occasion one day changed that view for me. I was looking out over the sea from a, a balcony with a friend. It was afternoon and the, the water was bright and glittering. And suddenly, small dark triangles appeared in the water. And we realized that we were seeing dolphins. Dolphins just off the rocks of the Bandra bandstand. And it struck me suddenly that we in Mumbai treat the sea like scenery, like a backdrop, and not like a living world that's filled with creatures that are our neighbors. And we can't look into the deeps, but it's amazing how much life is ready to meet us on the coastline. And that eye-opening feeling is what I get every time I see the Instagram feed of Shaunak Modi and the rest of his collective, which is called Marine Life of Mumbai. Shaunak is a marine wildlife photographer, which is a phrase you probably haven't heard very often. And he's the director of the Coastal Conservation Foundation. And he's also part of a network called Marine Respondents, which helps to rescue stranded animals like turtles and also dolphins from Mumbai's shoreline. Every time I've seen Shanak's photos, I've wanted to talk to him about why we should stop treating the sea as a view and start treating it as a world, a world that we can actually explore. So here he is now. Hi, Shanak. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Raghu. Thanks for having me. So, you know, you meet Mumbai's natural life on the coastline every day. And that ranges from marine mammals and turtles to beautiful sea slugs and starfish and coral and octopus and bioluminescent plankton that lights up the waves at night. Uh, but what's your, uh, this must be a tough question, but what's your most memorable encounter with Mumbai's coastal wildlife? I've, I've had quite a few, but um, one of the most memorable encounters was once when me and a couple of my friends, we were at Napency Road and the access to the rocky shore of the Napency Road is going down from the Priyadarshini Park. So we went down and maybe a couple of hundred meters on the rocks and I walked onto a shark. I mean, it, it was a live shark that was right there in the tide pool waiting for the tide to come back in. And, you know, it's not very often that you can actually say this out loud or even think it that, you know, I I, I walked up on a shark, uh, but I did. And that's also, I mean, that's when I realized how how full of life the, the sea is in Mumbai. So you do find your smaller animals, but yeah, you will chance upon these larger animals as well. That's quite amazing. What kind of shark was it? Uh, it's called an Arabian carpet shark. Um, it's a it's a species of uh, small sharks that are found in near shore waters. They live in the near shore waters. So it was in a rock pool because it it had been brought in by the tide and was just waiting it out before it swam back into the sea. Uh, that's the assumption uh, because they are found close to the shore uh, and because it was live, the assumption is that it, it got stuck outside. Um, but these sharks can survive out of water for a couple of hours as well. So it's, it, it is a possibility that it was uh, waiting out the tide. You know, something that comes to mind is this film that everyone who has a Netflix subscription has watched recently, My Octopus Teacher. Uh, obviously, it was really very moving and, and, and very powerful. But it was set in, in this coastal ecosystem that's like a fantasy South African coast that feels very, very far away. And one of the photographs that 
of your photographs that left the deepest impression on me was this photograph of an octopus on what looks like a mud flat. I saw this mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And and it just it I just thought it was so moving that, you know, what that documentary captured as 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 a as a an intelligent, almost sentient creature and its and its life cycle it doesn't just exist on some distant kind of coastal ecosystem. It actually these these animals are also living their lives right at our own feet on the mudflats of Bombay. Absolutely. So, uh, in fact, that's that's one of the the prime messaging that we have at Marine Life of Mumbai that you don't really need to travel to a pristine island to look at marine life. It's everywhere. It's right here as well. Um, the photograph that you mentioned was also taken at Napency Road, um, and it's in a it's in a tide pool on a rocky shore. It's actually not a mud flat. It looks like it, but it it was in a shallow tide pool. And it's uh, you'd be surprised that this is not an uncommon sight. We have come across many octopuses on our walks. So I'd like to go back to what you said earlier, that Mumbai seems to have lost its connect to the sea. I, I agree with you. Uh, we look at it as a commons, which we should absolutely. It's, it's, it's for everybody. But we also need to look at it as an ecosystem as well. Um, you have... A, lot of animals that live here. Um, the animals that we documented, Marine Life of Mumbai, sure, some of them are ones that come in from the sea, but a majority of them live in this belt right here, which is called the intertidal zone. It's essentially the land between the high tide and the low tide. So they're not just visitors, they're actually city residents. They're, they're, oh, they're Mumbai oh, residents, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely, they're as, as, as resident as I am. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe even more so since they can't uh, travel very far and uh, this is their only home. Yes. I suppose that depends on the species. But uh, in any case, that octopus photograph is just one of of, uh, of several unbelievable pictures that you've taken. And uh, and, and, and they just, they, they, they stay so easily in my mind. I really recommend anyone go to your Instagram account, which is Bugdandi, and take a look. But... You haven't actually been doing this very long. I mean, photographing marine wildlife. Not. How long has it been and what turned you towards the coast? So I've been a wildlife photographer for a, for a while now. Uh, but a few years back, I had an injury and I wasn't allowed to go to forests. Around the same time, I found this account on Instagram called Marine Life of Mumbai. And they shared a few photographs of uh, marine life that were found quite close to where I live. And so I I live in Juhu and I've lived here my entire life and I never really thought of the beach as an ecosystem or uh, this this space uh, where I can see these animals. Um, so I reached out to them. Uh, so the funny thing is that I couldn't uh, go out for a walk with them because they would always be full. And so I'm part of this network called Marine Respondents. And once there was a turtle stranding, I met a friend of mine, Sejal, there, who was also a part of Marine Life of Mumbai, who continues, who is a part of Marine Life of Mumbai. And I told her that uh, I really wanted to go for a walk. And that's how it started. I think four years on, I am still here. And I think I'm going to be here for a while now. So tell us more about Marine Respondents and uh, what it is that that team does. Okay, so uh, you must have read in the papers that we have uh, we have we've had instances of whales that have washed ashore in Mumbai. There are also times when uh, dolphins wash ashore. So marine respondents is part of uh, it's Mumbai's marine stranding network. What that essentially means is that it's a group of people who have been given the authority by the forest department 
to take charge of a situation when something like this happens especially before monsoons and during monsoons we have a lot of marine life that washes ashore on our beaches so what we do then is we we go out there and take charge of the situation so if it's a live turtle then we'll see what treatment it requires uh it we make sure that it gets rescued from there it's rehabilitated and released back into the wild in case it's uh, an animal that's no longer alive we make sure that the protocols are followed for uh, it to be buried so that's essentially what marine respondents does so if i was so if i was walking down the shore and i saw a stranded turtle or or any marine animal would i be able to call someone oh yes for sure so uh, you can either call up the forest department helpline on 1926 or you can just report it to one of the lifeguards that are on every single beach and they all have our contacts so they can they get in touch with us and then we head to the shore immediately i think it says so much that you yourself have lived in juhu beach and that it took a moment of realization to to think of juhu beach as a place where or to think of that section of coast as a place where you could find wildlife and not just somewhere in a forest far away but then bombay's coast isn't even just juhu beach it's it's or it's a number of different habitats and it's and and all kinds of uh diverse ecosystem can you just run us down mumbai's coast and tell us about the different kinds of habitats you find there mumbai's intertidal zone has three habitats you have your sandy shores which is juhu varsova those kind we call beaches uh we have rocky shores which uh start from bandra and are all the way till marine drive and then you have muddy shores which are more commonly known as mangroves and mud flats uh those are predominantly found on the eastern seaboard of the city uh so these are the three types of uh, habitats that we find here in mumbai and and what's one distinctive species uh that that you would nominate as a representative of of each of those habitats oh amazing um i think we find this really really beautiful large sea anemone on our beaches um they are very commonly found on mumbai shores so i think i would nominate that for the sandy shore um for the rocky shore um i'm going to go with my favorite which is a sea slug there are many many sea slugs that we find here but um, there's also a sea slug that is named after the city and was first described from the city uh in 1946 uh it's called the bombay slug um and i think that's 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 pretty awesome too and for the mangroves i'd say mud skippers they are they are really gorgeous animals so yeah i'd nominate those the bombay slug i, I you know we should have just called this podcast the bombay slug i think that that animal needs more publicity oh yeah tell us about the bombay slug okay um so it the bombay slug is what i call it commonly uh the scientific name is goniobranchus bombayanus uh it's a beautiful white colored slug with pink and yellow spots on it uh it's found on rocky shores uh, where you find a lot of sea sponge because it eats that so uh it was uh, first recorded from mumbai in 1946 by a british uh, biologist called winkworth and um, since then it was lost to history supposedly i don't know if people were looking for it here in mumbai but no one had found it until 2017 when we were on a walk at hajiali and i chanced upon it in a tide pool and it was it, it has really bright vivid colors and when you see it you just keep staring at it so i think it's it's a gorgeous gorgeous slug and even better that it's named after the city So I I I'm not sure if uh if you're high, if you're concealing this out of modesty but are you are you saying that you 
help to rediscover the Bombay slug? I wouldn't go that far because honestly, uh, I don't know if people were looking for it all these years. It was right there. Uh, it's not that I actually did something great and I found it. I actually walked up, literally walked on into a tide pool and I saw it right there. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say rediscovery for sure. Okay, fine. I won't, I won't force that on you. What's your favorite spot then? I mean, Mumbai coastline is really long and diverse, as you've just told us. Is there a single spot that you consider your personal favorite? Uh, yes, there would be a tie uh, between Juhu and Hajjali. Hajjali a little more than Juhu. Um, so Hajjali is the kind of shore where I first started doing walks on my own and I started you know, discovering the space. And I've found things that I found animals on that shore that you usually see on reefs and when you're snorkeling, right? So there are, there are these really large and gorgeous shrimps called marble shrimps that are a reef associated species and I found them there. Um, there are sea fans, uh, Gorgonian sea fans, which are soft corals, which I found there. There are multiple species of hard corals that I found at Hajjali. Um, there are gorgeous sea slugs. We found about 12 or 13 species of sea slugs on that shore. It is just an amazing, amazing shore. I, I love Hajjali. I mean, what? unfortunately, not a lot of it is left now because of the coastal road. But uh, I would continue going there for sure to, to see what other surprise it, surprises it holds. So when you think of corals, what, what do you think of? You, you think that you're on a pristine island in the Andamans or you're in Lakshadweep. But here in Mumbai, what's, what's special about Mumbai is that you, you can look down and you can look at hard coral. And then you look up and you can look at thousands of people walking on a, on a pathway. And then you look to your left and you can see the Darga, the Hajjali Darga. I don't think there are too many places in the world where this is possible. And I think that is what makes Mumbai's, uh, Mumbai's shores so special to me and for everyone else also. When most people in Mumbai think of the sea or sea life, we only view it as a tragic scene where we are aware of the pollution we're putting into the sea. Thinking about the sea just as a tragedy seems to limit how, we, how much we think about it at all. Isn't that right? I agree with you. So the narrative around the Mumbai sea is largely about pollution, plastic and sewage. While I acknowledge that these are very real problems that we face, but we also need to start looking at this space and the sea as, again, an ecosystem, a place where animals live. So on our walks as well, when we when, when we take people out on walks, we, we show them the marine life. We show them everything that lives there without necessarily pointing out to the plastic that's there or the sewage that flows into the sea. We don't do that. But almost always, it's the people who come with us who look back and say, okay, why are we polluting this here? Or why is there so much plastic here? Right? We leave it on them to realize that, to realize the value of this space. It is also a place where life lives and life exists. And it, it should be our responsibility to give them a better habitat and to give them a better environment to live in. I think it's it's extremely important that we start showing people why they need to clean the beaches rather than telling them to, they need to clean the beaches. If, for example, if you're walking at Juhu and there are there are places where you'll find plastic bags, but then you'll also find tiny, tiny fiddler crabs on them. And I'd much rather point out to the fiddler crab than the plastic bag. Everybody can see the plastic bag. Not too many people can see the fiddler crab. And that's what makes it special. And that's what has a much more powerful impact on people. And I think a lot of people are ready to approach the coast with a sense of wonder rather than a sense of guilt. And it isn't that people in Bombay don't care because recently the mobilization for the RA forest brought out a huge number of, of, of 
people of different ages, especially younger people, and a really powerful spirit behind it. But coasts don't seem to do that, at least not yet. What's the difference that you see between the two ecosystems? I think I think it's um, the image of wilderness has always been that of a forest. Um, whenever you talk about nature, the visual is almost always of a forest and not a sea. The sea in Mumbai is more of a backdrop, like you said, or is something that is associated with the fishers or fishing or fisheries. It is never something that is also acknowledged as nature. And I think a big reason why, I mean, we uh, we did see a lot of support against the coastal road that was coming up. Uh, granted, it wasn't as much as RA, but again, you can't protect something that you don't love and you can't love something you don't know exists. So I think... Uh, our first step at Marine Life of Mumbai, and for even for me personally, is to show people what's found here. And I think that reflects in the in, in our walks as well. Perfect. So if someone does ask you, uh, I want to know, get to know my coast better, I want to be a better friend to the coastal wildlife of Mumbai, what is it that you would suggest to them? You know, Raghu, the best thing about our shores is that you don't require a gypsy like you do for a safari. You don't need to buy a ticket. You literally need to walk up to a beach and start walking and look at everything that's found there. And I think that is that is amazing and that is powerful. Uh, what the, the first thing I tell people is just go out and explore on your own. If you're uncomfortable to do that, come with us for a walk. Talk to me. I'll, I'll tell you where to go. I'll tell you where to look, how to look. I think we also, what we want to do at Marine Life of Mumbai is not always have people come walk with us. Rather, we want to empower them to go out and explore on their own. I would love to see tide pooling become an activity like how birding is. Like people wake up on a Sunday morning and go birding at Bandu pumping station. Over the last four years, thankfully, we have about around 50, 60 people who now go out quite regularly, even with I mean, with us and even without us. And I think that's amazing. It, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a long journey, but it's going to be a very, very amazing one. Thank you so much, Shonak. It's such a pleasure to hear you speak about the coast and it leaves me feeling uh, so ready to get to the seaside myself and not just to look out over the sea, but to look down at it. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, thank you for having me.